This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. friend how are you doing tonight oh i'm so blessed and favored by god it's almost unbearable almost (laughs) hey praise the lord (laughs) hey everybody welcome back we're live here tonight friday may 14th 2021 honored to bring back our friend minister minister and missionary hank groover brother hank you want to open us in prayer yes sir hallelujah Heavenly Father, we graciously come before you with uh, just joyful hearts, and we come and thank you for all that you're doing, all that you're going to do. What a what a glorious time to serve you, Lord. We just ask that the words that are spoken tonight will glorify your name, that they'll encourage, they'll lift up and build and edify your people and your church, Lord. We just come to give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. It's not about us, it's about you, and we thank you that we are privileged enough to be children of God, Almighty God, the one and true God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and his name is Jesus. And we glorify you this evening, and in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen. I say amen to that. Brother Hank, we have the next hour together, so you take it and run with it. Welcome back. Hallelujah. Well, it's it's wonderful to be back. Um, I think it's been a little over a month, and um, I reached out to you about a week and a half ago, and uh, we just got some amazing, amazing testimonies and um, words back from Guatemala from Pastor Juan that just excite my my soul and just setting us on fire with what God is doing and what He's allowing us to be a part of. It's so, so amazing and so awesome to 
to walk with him and just to to see what he's doing. It's it's truly I, I sit back and, and just complete awe and, and amazement of what God has done in this short um, three, four-month period of being back from Guatemala. And um, so, just to kind of recap, I was in Guatemala this year, January 19th through the 30th. Um, I was with the Lopez brothers, Pastor Juan and his brother Hector, and um, I didn't know the exact reason God was calling me there, but I knew I was to walk and pray and and do spiritual warfare. And God set me on a fast before I went and um, completed that fast and went down there with the just the the spirit of God and, and the power of His His might. And you know, I shared four different episodes of all the things that happened in that short trip. And I think we filled up close to five hours of, <laughs> of testimonies just in a 11 day trip. And three of the 11 days were travel, you know, to and from the airport. So in reality it was eight days and, and we filled up f- almost five hours of, of testimonies just from those eight days. And now we're getting word that <laughs> God is moving in a mighty way, a mighty way. Um, uh, I'm just <laughs> so excited to be, to be able to share with you. So, um, the, the, the last day that I was in Guatemala before they took me to the airport. So we left, um, I flew out on a Saturday, I believe it was 30th. And, so we left the airport Friday, and that Thursday would have been the 28th. We were thinking about having a gospel outreach at, in, the, in the town square, in the center, center of uh, San Juan. And that's the closest city to, or, yeah, it's a city. It's about 6,000 people or something like that. And it's as close a city to Dishop, and that's the little village where Pastor Juan's church is and where the Lopez brothers grew up. And the, the church is on top of a mountain, and it's just, it's a beautiful area, but dirt roads up to the church, and it, it's a third world country, and it's a it's basically a step back in time, I would say. So we were planning on, on having a gospel outreach in San Juan the last day of ministry there. And we were going to walk and pray, pick up trash, and then finish in the center of town, the town square. But to do that, we had to get kind of a permit with the government. And as we were looking into it, it turns out that they were closing down the city um, at like seven o'clock or something that evening because of COVID. So, yeah, in a third world country, they're going to close down the city because they're worried about this COVID flu virus that's going to, you know, just kill so many people. So, in a third world country where there's trash and disease everywhere, they're shutting everything down for for the COVID junk. But so we were kind of discouraged, but it was it it was all God's doing, and, and now we're we're understanding that. So instead of doing that gospel outreach, the last day, we went up to El Captain. And El Captain was a um, very, very high-altitude place, but it's two massive rocks. And these, these two rocks have 
what appears to be a face, like facial features, that um, are looking towards the city of San Juan or Saloma. I don't know exactly which city, but either way. And you can kind of, from the side of the looking up and driving up to the, the rocks, you can see what looks like a nose and kind of eyes and a little mouth. And so the, the Mayans worshipped these rocks, and they, they, they called them, you know, gods from whatever, you know, they believe they came from, dropped from heaven or whatnot. So centuries of, of worship, if not thousands of years of, of worship at these rocks. So we we hike up to those rocks and I'm I recorded I think it was three videos and, and if you want to go on the Henry Groover Facebook page I just posted one today and you can you can watch that and listen to that it's a 3 minute video but in the video we're hiking up to this rock and I am all but out of breath now the altitude it's pretty high so there's there's that factor that you know you're going to be short Shorter breath, but it's not you know fifteen thousand feet. It's probably I don't know six or seven thousand feet in the air in the mountains, and so we're we're hiking up this trail, and I'm out of breath, and and I'm saying, wow, this is a high place. This is a high place, and we get just over the crest of the trail, and you're at the base of this massive rock, and it probably shoots up. I wouldn't be surprised three to four hundred feet just straight up just a massive rock. And at the base of it, there's charred rocks. And it's probably 30 feet wide, um, a good 10 to 12 feet high. And it's just black charred um, base of this rock. And there's all sorts of candles. There's all sorts of, um, you know, people burning and, and, and starting fires. Now, in America, you see something like that. And it's it's probably in one spot where kids or people have a bonfire right but this was like i said 30 feet wide probably 10 12 feet high so the whole base of this rock they'd been lighting fires and and doing their sacrifice and things to the devil and the legend was that this is the one i was telling you about before that the legend is that there's a door a gateway there to hell or another realm into that rock. And so we begin walking and praying and I walk around the side of the the big rock and I'm still recording and I come across this this pile of chicken feathers. And I in the video I say, "Oh wow, yeah, they're they're sacrificing animals here." And I put my foot on those chicken feathers and I'm praying and I'm rebuking the the de- demons. And I didn't realize this just till um, yesterday, I was I was looking at this video, but I kept saying, um, "We're evicting you. <laughs> You're being evicted, demons." And and the wording was I'd never prayed in that direction before. I'd never heard those kind of words coming out of my mouth. But I was saying, "We we've come by the authority, the power of Jesus, and we are evicting you. It's time to go. No more sacrifice in the name of Jesus." And so we walked around that. The base of that, I went up the side of it and prayer walked um, up the side of it. It was a heck of a hike. And then Juan and Hector and I think it was Luis and Jorge, they went along the other side up to a higher area. And we 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 were separated for probably 30 minutes or so. And we came and we met and Pastor Juan was saying, I have a really bad headache. And I, 
And I told him that's that's an attack. This is that's the enemy. Let's pray. And so we prayed right there, and and God instantly took it away. And and so I, I knew we were in an extremely high place. I knew the battle was great there. Um, we we made sure we prayed and we had the full armor of God on. We made sure we prayed together when we left in agreements for any counterattacks, anything like that. And um, and we left it. I felt I felt good, but I knew it was such a high place that I felt in my spirit that next time in Guatemala or in the future we would still need to go back there and do more warfare. So fast forward now, and just less than two weeks ago, uh, Caesar, brother Caesar, he's in America here. Him and Angelica are the ones that are um, just on fire, and they are very close. To moving back to Guatemala to to start working with Pastor Juan and, and start um, just just battling the the wickedness down there and it's so exciting because um, before I went to to Guatemala this was never on their radar but now it's on their radar and um, it's so exciting to to hear what they're what they're experiencing and and the the fact that they might be down there so. Um, Caesar, he he does work for me here in the construction business, and he came up to me just less than two weeks ago, and he says something along these lines, brother, if there is any thoughts of doubt in your mind that what you did in Guatemala is not accomplishing anything, let me tell you it's a lie. And I'm like, what's going on? And he begins to tell me, he talked with his, his brother, Pastor Juan, and <laughs> this is... Man, this is so exciting. So I'm going to try and, and lay it all out and just kind of share with you um, from a, a timetable of what what's happened. And, and the audio and everything still good? Oh, yes, sir. You're coming through great. Okay. We're live with Hank Groover if you're just joining us. Keep going. Praise God. Hallelujah. So Pastor Juan calls Caesar, and he tells him he got Pastor Juan – got a phone call from a, a lady in, in Guatemala, and she said, my husband is going crazy. Can you please come come help me and pray for him? Pastor Juan, it was like one o'clock in the afternoon, and Pastor Juan says, no, no, I, I don't have time. Um, I, 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 somebody else can do it. She keeps pressing him, and it turns out that this lady, um, her daughter goes to the church of Pastor Juan's church. Now, she has cancer or some some disease, and I prayed for her when I was there. She's a younger lady in her mid-20s, and she is near death. And I, I remember praying for her, and the Spirit of God just coming over me, and I'm praying and weeping and, and coming against those spirits. So, I just keep that in the back of your mind, um, this, this woman that I prayed for while I was over there. So her mom calls Pastor Juan and says, please, will you come to my house? My husband's going crazy. And Pastor Juan says, no, I, I don't have time. Somebody else can. She keeps calling, keep calling him. About seven o'clock at night, he finally agrees to go over. He knew this man was involved in witchcraft, but he didn't know how deeply this man was involved in witchcraft. So he he talks to some other pastors, and the other pastors tell him, no, no, we know this guy, we know of him, powerful guy, no, we're not going. So now it's basically him, 
his mom, his 80-year-old mom or close to 80-year-old mom, and a couple other guys from the church. And they're going to this, this man's house because his wife is calling him and saying, please come help. He's going crazy. He's out of his mind. He, he, he's, he's violent. He's angry. He, he's, he's going out of his mind. And so they arrive and they begin trying to pray for this guy, but he is full-blown manifesting demons. They can't touch him. He's um, – it was reported that he would spit on people, and once he did that, it would make them sick. They would get dizzy, and they'd almost pass out. <laughs> so Pastor Juan is praying, and the Holy Spirit's telling him different things, and um, Pastor Juan's never been in deliverance before. <laughs> So he begins praying for this guy, and the guy, the demons are manifesting, we're not going to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. They're cursing him and all that stuff that I know you're familiar with and you've heard and seen. And he keeps pressing in, and, and this, this tells you how inexperienced Pastor Juan is. He puts anointing oil in his mouth, and he spits it on the guy. <laughs> Have you ever heard of somebody doing that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Different technique. Yes. He spits it on the guy, and the guy is screaming out, it's burning me, it's like fire. <laughs> and Pastor Juan says, tell me tell me where the, the pictures are and tell me where the, the, the witchcraft items are. And the guy starts telling him, they're underneath my bed. And so Pastor Juan goes underneath his bed, and he finds all these pictures of different people. And he finds all these different um, items of witchcraft. And he starts talking to the guy and pressing in more and more. And he starts just casting out the demons, praying in the name of Jesus. And these words start to come out of the man's mouth. I know you and that gringo went up to El Captain and you destroyed my works. Why did you and that Gringo and a bunch of other choice words about me go up there and destroy my works. Wow. Brother, <laughs> this man did not see me. I did not see him in Guatemala. Pastor Juan did not tell him we were up there. He says, I know you went up to where I sacrificed. I know you were up there. And he used those words, his exact words. You, why did you destroy my works? <sighs> Brother, it turns out this man is so high in witchcraft that he is one of the people that can fly in and out of caves. Wow. He puts curses on people. Then they come to him to get healed. And he does his little chanting and crap, and they get healed because the devil kind of removes the curse, but he doesn't. And then they pay him lots of money. This man cursed his own daughter with cancer. That girl I was praying for is his daughter. He cursed his own daughter with cancer. All these things are starting to come out, and he's just cursing. He's calling me, why did you do that? You and that blankety-blank and gringo. <laughs> why did you go up there? Why did you destroy my works? Pastor Juan is just praying, you know, praying against this man saying, I have powers. I have, you know, I have all these powers. And Pastor Juan is, I have power in the name of Jesus. And he's just battling with him. 
And this is going on for hours. Pastor Juan gathers up his other the items that he found underneath his bed, and he he goes out and he and he sends me this video. And this video, in the video, it's really dark, and all of a sudden, boom, there's this big bonfire, <laughs> and um, and they're burning all the pictures and all the the different things of of witchcraft. And then after the fire starts and they're praying and everything, breaking those curses, he's walking into the house, and the video ends with him briefly showing the man on the f- on the floor and like three or f- four guys praying for him. So. <laughs> He gives me that report, brother, and I am just in such awe and amazement of, of, of what God is doing. To be able to hear that report in less than three months, brother, less than three months of being there. That's amazing. Praise it's amazing. God. It is so amazing. So it doesn't end there. That's not even close to the end of it. <laughs> so he keeps kind of pressing this guy. And this guy starts telling him, you have no clue. You have no clue. The demons start telling Pastor Juan, you have no clue who's involved in this. You don't even know. And so Pastor Juan keeps pressing and tell me, tell me, tell me who's involved. And the, the Lopez brothers, they have a cousin. And she lives on the same property that the church is on. So like I explained before, their church is kind of the top of a mountain, and um, the Lopez family bought almost the whole mountain. And so most of the family members have houses on there and some other people. So a cousin has a house on that property. And when I was there, they were telling me about her, and they said she's a false prophetess. She, she requires money for people to, to basically you know, give them readings and things, but she does it in the name of God. She was at that five-hour service, and remember that woman that came up and started singing that song and chanting, and it wasn't agreeing in my spirit whatsoever? Right. Okay, so their cousin was up front, and she was one of the ones that was kind of shaking when that lady was chanting that song. <laughs> but she was at a handful of the meetings and and it looks like she's you know praying and and, and singing and and rejoicing in the spirit but she's not she's 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 mixing her idolatry with christianity and she's really really needs to be careful but so this man this warlock will call him because he's he's not a witch doctor i would say he's more of a warlock you know a male witch so this warlock says you don't you don't have a clue who's involved with me every sunday me and your cousin rosa marie we go up to el captain whoa (laughs) every sunday we used to go up to el captain i'm like oh my lord you wow god but no more and what I learned with my dad was once you go in, you redeem the land, the devil cannot manifest there anymore. When he has rights to the land, he can manifest in those places. He can kill, steal, and destroy. But when you go in there with the Spirit of God and you evict the devil and his demons and you allow the glory of God to come in, he can't manifest there anymore. So this warlock, I don't know how it happened. If he tried going back up there and 
the demons weren't manifesting or what? Or the devil, he's so close to the devil saying, you know, the devil will, he's not kind whatsoever. So I, I don't know exactly how it is, but I can see the devil like punishing him for for not stopping us from going up there. Because <laughs> this man, this warlock now is, it's almost like all the curses he's put on everybody is coming back on him. He is bedridden. He is tied to his bed. He's going crazy. Um, Pastor Juan has visited, visited him a couple times since. In the last couple of weeks, his eyes are rolling back in his head. He's unconscious. When he is talking, he's just – the demons are just talking. Pastor Juan basically said he's so packed full of demons, you can't get through to him yet. You can't offer him salvation because he's so, I say, packed full of them. So Pastor Juan – and I'm not saying I had the experience by any means either, but don't have the experience with this type of – um, witchcraft to try and get this guy delivered. And, and the other thing is, if he's not ready for deliverance, we all know that what's going to happen if you cast him out, they're going to come back seven times worse. And <laughs> what's his, um, um, this, this state of this person's a lot, a lot worse, right? <laughs> hold that thought. What's his first yes. name? The man that's, I, I haven't found that out yet. I, I, I messaged, um, pastor Juan and he hasn't told me yet. So, um, I'm going to find out, but he didn't tell me any of the, the demons' names. Like, he didn't didn't ask, and um, he, he was just so – I asked him if he recorded it, and he said, brother, everything was happening so fast. I didn't know if I was coming or going. It was just – you know, in the, the natural uh, realm, it's like an adrenaline dump, right? Absolutely. But I don't it's Absolutely. not like that in the spiritual realm. It's, it's like a Holy Spirit dump. <laughs> it's just on you, and you're just in the power, the anointing. It's the anointing, and and you know you don't have time to to record and 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 do all the theological things that you should have been taught in seminary. You know, <laughs> no. Um, God knows the guy's name, and let me pray a quick prayer, if I might. Amen. For him, yes. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come in agreement with Brother Hank for this man who is bound up with demons. And we bind his strong man in Jesus' name. We bind every demon operating in or against him. And we command those demons to loose his mind and will that he can make a decision for Jesus. Hallelujah. And we yes. ask God that you loose the Holy Spirit to draw him to hear the Hallelujah. gospel in Jesus' name. Um, yes. You know now, what? his daughter, I believe his daughter's name, let's pray for her real quick. Yes. Um, I wrote her name down. And I believe, hold on a second, pray for, okay, so I believe his daughter's name is Maria Floydalama. Is she Maria. the one that was also going up to El Capitan? No, so this is the, the warlock's daughter that has cancer oh. that was put on her by her own dad. Her curse. name is Maria? Her her name is Maria. So Rosa Maria was is the cousin of the Lopez brothers. That's the one that's going up was going up to El Captain. But his daughter's name is also Maria, and she yes she She's the one she that, has cancer, and is on her deathbed virtually. Let's pray for her right now. May we do that? Yes. And I want you to continue. Hallelujah. Yes. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we lift up Maria to you tonight. Lord God, yes. we ask that you would pour out your goodness, mercy, and grace on her and her father and save them. Forgive them of their mm-hmm. sin. We stand in the gap for her right now. God, confess the sins of the, the father and the ancestors of witchcraft. Forgive that. 
right now in the name of Jesus, we break that witchcraft curse off of her that her own father put on her. In the Mm -hmm. name of Jesus, we bind every devil of destruction, death, witchcraft that's trying to take her out of cancer. We rebuke it and command it to loose her and come out in the mighty name of Jesus. We curse cancer to the root, rebellious cell growth, command it to loose her body what the Lord Jesus has not planted. Be uprooted Mm -hmm. and loose her now in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father God, we apply the blood of Jesus and we break that generational witchcraft curse Mm -hmm. off of her that came into the Father. We close the door to it right now and we command every spirit of witchcraft, all familiar spirits, cancer, death, and rebellion to come out of her and loose her right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I agree with Brother Hank right now. We speak to her and say, Maria, be healed and made whole. We yes, hallelujah. The angels of God to surround her for protection in Jesus' name. And Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. loose ministering spirits to her to touch her body. Cancer, go, mm-hmm. be healed and made whole in the name of Jesus. And finally, every evil spirit, every curse that's come on her, we break in Jesus' name. Every yes, evil pronouncement put on her, we break and cancel in the mighty name of Jesus. We cancel it. It has no more power over her. And every dedication done to her by her father to Satan, we break that contract and loose her right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we loose the angels of God right now to go around that man and begin to attack every wicked spirit that has got him bound up. We command those spirits to loose Mm -hmm. him in Jesus' name and ask you, Father God, to pour out your goodness, mercy, and grace in him. Bless and save him in Jesus' name. Yes, Father. Hallelujah. You know, Brother Hank, I have found out, and I've only been in deliverance a short time, so I'm learning like anybody else. Yes. Some people will never be able to hear the gospel until you cast the demons out, sort of like with Jesus mm-hmm. and the man who had Legion, the Gadarene demoniac. Yes, now, yes. He had to cast it out first, and then he was in it, clothed in his right mind, ready to serve. Mm. So, you know, the bottom line mm. is um, we have to kick these devils out. And then you tell them about the one who just set them free, Jesus. Now, if they don't want to serve the Lord, well, then that's their prerogative, and those demons will come back worse. But, um, Mm. um, you know, look at Paul, that woman who was, you know, uh, she was just, what's the word they used? Just bugging the heck out of him. Yes. And she had that spirit of python. He rebuked that demon and commanded to come out of her. She lost that power. You know, uh, so you can heal the sick, you can cast the demons out, and then tell them about Jesus. And they need to follow him. And I warned people. I prayed for someone recently. I said, we're going to pray for you. God's able to help you uh, if you call on Jesus tonight. But understand that he's the only one who can protect you. So if you're not willing to follow him, the demons will come back, and you're going to be in some bad shape. So you need to follow Jesus. Well, I'm going to stop mm-hmm. right there. I just felt <laughs> led to pray with you for yes. this man. I believe you're going to have a breakthrough and be able to minister to him. But um, folks, you're hearing the real world testimony of what's going on in the mission fields of Guatemala. It's a real honor to have missionary Hank Groover here tonight. Hank, I hope I didn't um, uh, take you off the trail too much. Jump back on, brother. <laughs> no, <going>. sir. <laughs> no, no, we are good. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, run with it. Back to you. There we go. Praise God. So, um, yeah, the the man is just 
the words he why did you go up there with that gringo and and the other choice words he used for me i can't repeat <laughs> but why did you in that blankety blank gringo go up and destroy my works and i just think wow <laughs> so the <laughs> devil has works also right like like i said before in so many of the the um the podcast before or the the interviews or radio shows before the devil is a copycat he copies everything that god does and he perverts it but his works are <laughs> works of wickedness but god's works are works of righteousness and the the wording the verbiage is just so intrigued me so i asked pastor Juan, i'm like how how did he know about me how how did he you know who 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 did he talk to? Did he talk to maybe Rosa Marie? And he said no. I, she I don't think that she she didn't know that we went up to El Captain. She knew you were in the country, but you know she didn't know we went up to El Captain. It was the last day, also, so it wasn't like it was something we did in the beginning. It was the last day, and, and God's steps when He orders your steps, it's just so beautiful. So if we would have done that the first day. Who knows, you know, the – not trouble, but, you know, it, it, it would have probably hindered us in a lot of other areas because if we – you're, I, I liken it like, you know, you, you got a bee's hive or a bee's nest or hornet's nest, and man, you're a little kid and you, you just got to poke this. So now in the spiritual realm, it's like, man, I, I see those demons and I see this high place. I got to do it. I got to do it. I, I got to get in there with my stick, which is my feet, and I've got to poke it. And I got to get them stupid demons chasing me because you know what? I'm not going to run from them. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stand up to them. I'm I'm not playing this religion where I'm on the the defensive. I'm tired of this. It's time for the Christians, the believers, the church to be on the offensive. The Guatemalan church is so caught up in, oh, you don't mess with us and we won't mess with you. Because they they see this, this witchcraft and they see this power and they're afraid of it. But now, brother, now what is happening? Oh, my Lord, it's so exciting. So, Pastor Juan, since that encounter with that warlock, brother, he has had 15 to 20 families, Catholic families predominantly, contact him and say, we heard what you did. We heard that, I don't know how they're wording it, but we heard what happened. Will you come to our house? Will you pray for us? We heard that warlock had pictures of us. Some of us are sick. Some of us are weary. Some of us are, um, you know, we know we've been cursed. Will you come pray for us? 15 to 20 people in like a two-week span. Families, I'm sorry. He goes to their houses. He prays with them. They're putting basically buckets of money in front of him because the Guatemalan dollar is not worth much. Buckets of money and saying, take it, take it. And he's saying, no, this is free. (laughs) Jesus came to set the captives free. Luke chapter 4, verse, I think it's 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. Listen to those words. Preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. That word bruised means crushed. These people have been crushed. They have been captives of the devil for so long. Now, when we went in and we walked and prayed, 
the captives are being set free. And they know it. And they know that the power is something that they haven't seen or experienced before. And they're able to share the love of Jesus with these people. And he's telling them, no, I don't want the money. That's not what this is about. This is free. He is so busy right now. (laughs) The chicken farm, it's the last thing on his mind. (laughs) He can't get it up and running. He's had countless calls now of people that are are possessed and he has gone to people's homes I, I think he's gone to like four or five different people's homes where they called him one was a, a little girl they said a, a girl he didn't say little girl but he, he said girl and she was possessed and he got over there at like eight o'clock at night and he's praying for her praying for her and and he said I think at three or four in the morning she got delivered. Wow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Another woman called him or family called him and said, this, this woman has a, a growth, a mass on her leg. Will you come pray? Will you please come? He goes and he, he prays for her. He said that one was another five hours or something like that. And God delivered her, set her free, and the demons came out and that mass, that growth is gone. <laughs> he is working non Stop. And you think about it. And I ask him, I'm like, brother, had you ever done any type of deliverance ministry before I was there? He's like, none. None. I said, do you understand (laughs) what is doing this? Do you understand how important prayer walking is? Do you see that it's because God showed us, God led us? And we walked and prayed. We got our feet out there. We went that the captives are being set free. (laughs) And he absolutely understands it and sees it. And it's so beautiful to see that. It's so awesome. 2 Corinthians 4.4 says, The God of this world has blinded their minds. In whom the God of this world has blinded their minds. Minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Verse 5 says, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Verse 6, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. When we are walking and praying, <laughs> we are setting the captives free because we're, we're, we're asking and we're believing and we're, we're watching God break the curse off the land. So it's been under that curse for so long. When land is under a curse, the people are under a curse also. It's not just the land. It's the people also. The God of this world has blinded their eyes and their hearts that they won't see the light But we're shining the light of the gospel of truth. And we're evicting these demons that have had authority and had principalities and powers in high places for centuries. (laughs) And then they're gone. And now God's light is shining through. And people's eyes are open. Like Paul, you know, it says the scales were fell from his eyes. It was like scales falling from his eyes and he could see the truth. That's what's happening when you remit sins, when you go in and prayer walk. And my dad preached this, and and I heard it thousands of times. But I never 
experienced it, so I never grasped it until now. It's so simple and so powerful. And and remember, and, and when I was in Guatemala, I kept telling him, telling him, this is for everyone. This is for everyone. Prayer walking is for everyone. It's for the new believer. It's for the seasoned saint. It's for everyone. Just walk with God and talk to him about the things you're seeing. If you know there's a place where a bad thing has happened, where sin is, just talk to God about it. That's it. That's all this is. It, it can't be any easier. And and we we, you know... We try and transform a city. We we have these huge revivals, and we, you know, we Americans go into other countries, and and we just you know gear up for this massive revival service, right? And we're 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 trying to to see hundreds and thousands of people come to the light, come to the gospel, and they have these big crusades, and people get saved, right? But what happens afterwards? It's like they just fall away. It's like everybody moves on to the next city. But when you prayer walk, <laughs> when you go in there in advance and you start battling and you start being led to those high places, wow, God does the rest. You don't even have to strive. You don't even have to labor for it. The harvest is plentiful, right? But the laborers are few. Poor Pastor Juan, he is working 18-hour days. He's getting home at two, three, four in the morning because there's so many people calling him right now and reaching out to him asking for prayer. Brother, y'all are Brother, I'm just in tearing, awe and amazement. You're tearing down the strongholds like God yes. ordered people to do in ancient times. The kings and many of them would not do it. And those curses yes. remained. Um, i tell you how the uh, warlock knew that you had mm-hmm. trampled all over his stuff is because the demons yes. saw you. The familiar spirit, the principalities and powers over that area, they watch everything. Mm-hmm. And they have a they very do. fast communication network, and it got back to him because his own I familiar did. spirit couldn't operate anymore, and it came back and ratted you out. You know what? <laughs> yes. These things, folks, are like minnows. We're like the sharks, if I could use an analogy. We've got a tremendous authority that the Lord Jesus has given us. The keys of the kingdom, binding and loosing, that's arrest powers. So you know what I would be doing, uh, that I'm actually doing here in Bali, because the other day the Lord uh, encouraged me <laughs> to get to work. He, uh, there were some <laughs> battles going out in the spirit someone saw, and the Lord said, uh, I've given you a sword, now use it. You know how to use it, now use it. And uh, my son had gotten sick. Uh, there were some things going on here, apparently, in the area. So I went back to the training we'd got from Win Worley. We, in the name of Jesus, we bound mm-hmm. the strong man over Bali, over my city of Denpasar, in the name of Jesus, bound every prince and power of the air, every demonic spirit working on the ground. We bound the marine spirits in the name of Jesus. And then we asked God, it says, whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. We asked the Father, in Jesus' name, to loose his warrior angels to go into combat mode against these spirits and attack and push them back. And we broke all witchcraft being sent against us in the name of Jesus. It's only by the name of Jesus that we can do anything. But we were binding and loosing. And uh, we have that authority in the name of Jesus. Apart from him, we can't do anything. But the angels of God, are they not ministering spirits for the saints and light? It says. That's right. And so 
what I would be saying to Brother Juan is, uh, as he's going into one of these cases, immediately use his authority and bind their strong men in Jesus' name and bind every mm-hmm. demon operating in them in the name of Jesus. That immediately arrest them and then ask the Father in Jesus' name to loose his warrior angels to go in and surround those demons and begin to attack. I've seen it yes. work time after time, and these demons stand no chance. They're running in fear Amen. right now, Brother Hank, because of Amen. the work that God has called you all to do in Guatemala. You are literally tearing down high places. This is exciting mm. to me because these demons yes. have had people bound up and captive and they're taking people out in body bags. And these yes. warlocks, shamans, have been cursing people. Has that man even mm-hmm. cursed his own daughter? That's horrible. With yes. death. And people have been dying. And the Lord has said, enough's enough. And he's sending the special forces, that's what you are, to yeah. go into enemy yes. territory. And brother, um, the part I described works for deliverance of demons. But it wasn't until... I learned of the ministry of prayer walking through your father and now you mm-hmm. that I realized you need that to go along with the deliverance because yes. these demons have legal rights because of the altars, mm. because of the high places, mm-hmm. because of the uh, sacrifice places in the cave, and somebody's got to go in there and physically reclaim that land, and that's what that's right. you're doing. Keep going. This is a great testimony. Mm. Hallelujah. You're exactly right. The, the, they have the, those principalities and powers in high places, and, and they have authority for, you know, for sometimes centuries, millennia, thousands of years that they've been operating and, and, and just in these areas. And they, they just they, they want to hold the people captive. You, you you can't that's such an easy thing to to visualize you know an invading army comes in and they hold the people captive you know some are bound with chains and some are you know stuck to their home some are in prison and that's what these stupid demons are doing they're they're holding the people captive but jesus came to set the captives free to set them free and and some people don't know what that freedom looks like so when they when that principality and power in that high places are dealt with, it's just amazing the the effect it has on on the people, and that's exactly what we're seeing right now. And and to be a part of this and to to hear these these testimonies in less than three months, it, it brings sheer joy, but man, tears to my eyes. Who am I, God? Who am I that you would let me be a part of this? And it's just it's it's so amazing and, and you can't you know I'll never never have the mindset that being a Christian is boring <laughs> being you know it's just if you're a Christian and you're bored it's because you're not doing anything for the kingdom of God you're sitting on your butt and you're whining and complaining about everything that's happening but man if you get out there and you go Wow, it's so exciting. We should honestly be, me and my wife should be terrified. After getting that report, we should be terrified. This man, you know, the demons were telling Pastor Juan, I've ki- you don't know how many pastors I've killed in, in San Juan. I'm the reason these pastors are dying. <laughs> now, you can't believe 
everything demons tell you by any means. But this man has power. He has power through the devil, and he's cursing people. He's cursed his own daughter. But when Jesus comes, when he invades, when he takes the high places, when he leads us to those places... He wants to set the captives free, and and now the people, I mean, it's spreading like wildfire in a third world country. I mean, come on, it's not like it's America and, you know, you have um, a network of of prayer warriors and intercessors that, you know, can connect and and say, hey, this is what's happening over here, and and the word spreads like wildfires. I mean, this third world country, sure they have, you know, phones and Facebook, but it's not like they're posting this and people are like, oh, wow, yeah, I want to reach out to this guy. It's just spreading like wildfires. Um, I knew uh, walking over there is just the spirit of God was so precious when we were walking, and I shared this in the other um, shows that you know towards the last few days I was just singing that song. Look what the Lord has done! Look what the Lord has done! He's healed my body. He's touched my mind. He saved me just in time. It, it was, all I could do is rejoice, but we're in the midst of a crazy intense battle. And now this guy comes, and I know you were up there. <laughs> I know that stupid gringo, and and the words he used. Like I said, the the one I'll I'll um, say on air. It, it, when he told me, it just kind of laughed about it. But he said, "You and that faggot gringo <laughs> destroyed my words." <laughs> and Pastor Juan didn't want to tell me the interpretation of it, but I'm like, I'm sure I've been called a lot worse in the demonic world. But, yeah, you he called you that. a miracle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why did you go up there and destroy my works? And, and you know, he's telling me this, and, and I'm not laughing, but I'm just laughing and rejoicing because, wow, God, wow, this is so amazing what you're doing. It's just... I'm in awe of it. And it brought me right back to um, my dad walking and praying England and Wales. And he, when God led him to the devil's pulpit, that area of heavy witchcraft, satanic rituals, human sacrifice, everything. And it was on the border of England and Wales, I believe. It was called the devil's pulpit. When God led him into there and he prayed that prayer of, of declaration and deliverance. And, and that's um, that trip was where – his prayer of uh, like a declaration of deliverance came forth, and and I had that prayer with me in Guatemala, and we were praying all over, including El Captain. But after he he prayed that, he was um, I don't know the full extent of the testimony, but somehow he was involved. He knew some people in England that were kind of involved with um, deliverance ministry, and I think the the testimony goes something along the lines of the the man. Um, calls my dad and says, Henry, we have an interesting man here. And I'm trying to give my British accent, and I'm killing it. <laughs> a man with, with some oddities who we think you would like to meet. <laughs> would you like to come over? <laughs> Just something like that. And my dad's, okay, sure. And he, he goes over there, and this, this man is a warlock. And he is packed full of demons, but they start talking. My dad starts talking with him, and this is, the testimony goes on something along the lines of this warlock, I forget his name, his his wife's name was Rose, and they had a son that's name was Christian, and that son was to be sacrificed to the devil. And um, 
they both got gloriously saved. I think his name is Richard, but I could be wrong. But this high priest in England comes – the Lord set it up where he was able to – my dad was able to see this this side of the testimony. I don't know how many years later it was after walking and praying um, the devil's pulpit, but it's probably at least a couple years. So he's talking with this man, and this man starts manifesting and saying, you're the one. You're the one. You're the one. And my dad would say, no, not me. It's Jesus. It's the power of the blood of Jesus. That's who did it. Because the man kept saying um, something along the lines of, where did you walk and pray? What what areas were you in? My dad was able to describe it to a T. He was able to describe the path in and out, the the trees, um, what type of trees and everything. And he he described, I think it was seven high places, seven or 13, but seven high places all around England and Wales, I believe, that the Lord led him into. After he walked and prayed a city, God would take him to the high places, and he'd direct his feet right into those areas of sacrifice. And my dad would walk and pray, make those declarations, and that that warlock was like, you're the one! You destroyed it all! And I don't know if he used that word destroy, but I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> but he just kept, you're the one! And my dad, no, I'm not the one. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. I know, I know who it is. And he got all angry. And and um, But he, he knew, my dad was able to hear what that, you know, mission was all about. And it was about taking out those high places. They could not go into those places. The devil could not manifest his power to them anymore. And, and like... Um, Elijah, when he's um, facing the prophets of Baal, Baal or whatever in the Old Testament, and he calls fire down from heaven. I love that. You know, the the, the false prophets are cutting themselves, right? They're dancing, they're crying out to their God, and, and Elijah's kind of mocking them. He says, oh, maybe your God is asleep. Maybe you need to scream louder, right? <laughs> like, come on, this is too crazy. This is what a human would do, you know, mock them. And they're cutting themselves and they're yelling and screaming. And, you know, I, I can picture that when these these people in witchcraft go back to these places and they start doing their things and the devil's not manifesting himself, they start getting crazier and they cut themselves and they, you know, go to extremes. But the devil can't manifest himself anymore because we have come in there with the Spirit of God and we've redeemed the land. And it's that simple. They they cannot go back in there for generations. It's done. That's how powerful. That's the the power we we can be a part of. It's not through us, but it's through the blood of Jesus and and the church. It's time for us to walk in that power. It's time for us not to be afraid of the the devil and his demons. They will turn, they will run, they will not bow at the, you know, the name of Jesus. Every tongue will confess. But like I was saying earlier, me and my wife should be scared to death like I don't think I don't know if we should go back to Guatemala, you know. They we're on their hit list, right? <laughs> We got to be on their hit list. These people are all tied together. There's a network of them, their church. But me and my wife both are just excited. And um, you have to go I'm, back and remember. Yes, the angel of the Lord is with you to deliver you. You've got power and authority. They're just those demons are so beside themselves right now. Uh, they're suffering from PTSD, uh, knowing that you're coming back. And that God's is right. going to Post-traumatic identify spirit. 
more high places for y'all to destroy because yes. you're, re- you're taking the land back for Jesus. Absolutely. Uh, uh, a question I, another question I asked Juan, I was like, did yes. this man mention any other places that we walked and prayed? And he said, no, just El Captain. And I said, okay, brother, there are so many more of these warlocks that are going to start falling. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's so many more out there. He's like, yes, yes, there is. And, and the captives are going to be set free. But there is no fear whatsoever. Now, we do not boast. We do not go in pride. But we are going just in the boldness of the Holy Spirit. Um, my wife, uh, her mom, was had a major surgery two weeks ago. And um, she had a mass in her stomach. And they, they removed it and found out it was cancerous. And so they're going to do some, um, some different things. So uh, my wife is actually helping take care of her mom. So that will be in the next couple months. So originally, I wanted to go back with with my wife this second trip, but um, I feel that I, I the the calling is so great. I I, I want to go back, and I do believe I'll be back within a month or so. And um, I'm gonna see what the Lord has to fast. Um, I completed a five day fast about a month ago because I thought we were gonna be there sooner, but um, it didn't happen. And, and now. I know I need to, you know, the fast needs to be very significant and uh, to be ready for this 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 battle that's coming up. But I, I will keep you posted and let you know when we do when I do book those flights. And um, I, brother, I, I'm gonna try and when we visit with this man or whoever else, I don't know if we'll be able to make a phone call to you. But um, let me put it I, like this: if you got a cell phone. I'll call I'm you gonna my make sure dime. I do. <laughs> I've got unlimited and long distance. I'll call you and do a three-way with you, uh, backup if you need it. Let me, uh, just came to me. You mentioned mm-hmm. some programs ago that uh, y'all got as far as the border of a pyramid complex there, and it had yes. been roped off. I think you're to revisit that, pray about that. Uh, there's a stronghold that needs to be torn down right there. What do you think? Yes, there's so many of those um, ancient ruins from the Mayans and um, so much human sacrifice was done on those those lands and, and absolutely I know that is um, part of the mission of Guatemala and now I'm so grateful that we didn't walk and pray that with the team because they were so inexperienced but now that we've we've gone out and we've walked these high places there's a group of us that will be trained up and ready to to attack those areas and just cover the whole country and and past our um caesar and angelica when they move there um i i really see it as um caesar he speaks really good in english and it's great interpreter but i i really sense that me and him will be traveling around guatemala and teaching and and training churches to walk and pray because this this type of testimonies they it can't be silenced i mean it's it's going to spread like wildfires and um you know the the door is going to be wide open for Guatemala but at the same time I don't want it to be because you want to be able to go into these places undercover <laughs> you know you don't want to be a big name recognition when you're, you're going into these high places and so I know God will work it all out but absolutely those absolutely he will. those those high places will be addressed and now you know will something redeem. that came to me is um this man 
that was the um, who's the uh, the the warlock. Yes. Um, who cursed his daughter? Um, when y'all go back and pray with him again, of course you can bind his strong man in Jesus' name, bind every demon operating in him, and command the strong man to manifest. I would mm. be very interested to know, and that demon will have to under the under the power of the, the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus reveal who is the strong man um, in that Ooh. area. You want to find Ooh, out hallelujah. who is the strong man over that area that mm. they've been worshiping. In other words, the big boss. Yes. There's some principality over there. And you can interrogate him in the name of Jesus, just like Jesus interrogated the gathering demonic. Yes. People say, what do you mean interrogate? Well, basic questions. Who are you? Where'd you come from? How long have you been here? Do you have a legal right to be here? And Jesus said to the demoniac, man, now, of course, he's the son of God. He is God. He knew the answer right already, but I think it was a teaching for us today. He said, yes. Who are, what are, he said, what is your name? Now, Jesus already knew mm-hmm. that. Legion, said, for we Legion. are many. Right? He interrogated him right there in basic form of interrogation. What is your name? Now, when Worley would do this, I never got to meet the guy. I learned about him in, only in 2010, but uh, been to Hegewish twice. But the Lord had showed him that in in warfare, many times you'll capture a prisoner, you can interrogate them. You know, it's like if uh, you're uh, a police officer, okay, you're working on vice squad or something, and uh, you pick up some drug pusher on the um, the corner. Well, you can easily arrest him and take him off the street, but you want to get the dude over there in uh, in Mexico or Colombia that's supplying the drugs. You want to get the big fish. Yes, kingpin. <laughs> kingpin, right? Because then you can put an end to it. Uh, who are you working for? Who's the boss here? You know, you bind mm-hmm. the strong man, you can spoil his goods, but uh, you can get to the root of it, and I bet you next time in your deliverance, if you command them the, the strong man to manifest what's your name, who are you, and... Who's the big boss in this territory? What's his name? I command you to tell me in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, the Holy Spirit can force them to give up that information. Demons don't always lie. And I can say that with just one verse. The demon did not lie to Jesus when it said, my name is Legion. Mm -hmm. So for people that say demons always lie, no. It's in their nature to it. Satan is the father of lies, yes. But I command you in the name of Jesus, under Mm -hmm. the power of the Holy Spirit, tell me who you are. Who are you working for? I bind you to the truth on Judgment Day, and you can force these demons mm-hmm. to give up information that can help you wow. dig even deeper. I just want to encourage you. The other thing yeah. I want to say is, yes, those witches can curse pastors. That's why they need to begin to use their authority, like the Lord was Amen. reminding me of, because there was something going on outside. That reminds me. I think the Holy Spirit recalled this to me to tell you. Um, recently, Brother Hank, the Lord brought to this program uh, a sister in the Lord. She's up in North Georgia, in uh, Gainesville, Georgia. She's a evangelist. Her name is Adriana Salazar. She's Mexican, speaks mm. Spanish and English. But she's been doing like uh, two programs a month, first time ever. She preaches in Espanol, in Spanish. Mm, praise God. I learned from her that they have been doing some um, feeding programs for a number of years down in Guatemala, of all places. I said, isn't that interesting? And she's in deliverance ministry. So (laughs) there may be a divine connection here at any rate. Wow. I'll put her in touch with you. But um, what occurred to me 
is that um, I wanted the next time you talk to these pastors and your friends um, in Guatemala, if any of them would ever like to come on this program via Skype, for example, or phone, and preach the gospel, mm-hmm. um, God is moving on me to open up more programs in Spanish. And mm. uh, basically, I give them the mic, they can bring the word of the Lord. So just wanted to in, invite, wow. give that invite to you. Anybody you yes. would like uh, to extend that invitation to, we'd love to have them come on and preach in Spanish because we're going to be doing Spanish now. Adrian is the first. <laughs> and then next week, I'm looking to move into Bahasa, Indonesian. We're going to do, mm-hmm. my wife's going to do a program and begin to interview people in Indonesian. But, um, oh, praise God. I wanted to tell you that before I forgot. But uh, the other thing I wanted to say with regards to these witches cursing people, the Lord showed me we can easily take care of that. In the name of Jesus, we just break any witchcraft that's been spoken or sent against any of us in Jesus' name. That's yes. as simple as that. Uh, the other Hallelujah. thing, though, um, I've learned from Mel Novak, and we'll pray it right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just bind up and rebuke every spirit of retaliation, retribution, hindrance, or delay that would come against Brother Hank and his family and his team or any of these ministers down there. Yes. In the name of Jesus, any yes. witchcraft being sent against any of you in these teams in Guatemala, we cancel it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We break that power. Every demon spirit sent to attack, harass, or torment, or hinder, we bind them and break their power, command them to loose and go to where Jesus wants them to go. And before we go, I just bind, uh, come in agreement with Hank. We bind the strong men over. Uh, Hank, what is that uh, city area that you're operating in? San. San Juan and D-Shop. San Juan and D-Shop? Yep. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bind the strong man, the prince of power there, every ruler of darkness in high places over those cities, every demon on the ground, every marine spirit, we bind you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father God, we ask that you would loose your warrior angels into that region right now to go down there as an advance force, Mm. begin to attack every wicked spirit in Jesus' name. God, forgive the people there of witchcraft and idolatry and any other sins. Mm -hmm. God, we remit their sins. Now, I learned that from your dead. Yes. We remit those sins in the name of Jesus. God, pour out your goodness, mercy, and grace and save them Mm. in Jesus' name. But let every curse sin against Hank or any of the team boomerang and hit the demons. Yes. Mercy for the people, no mercy for the demons. And Mm. God, we ask that you would loose a spirit of adoption, salvation to those people, bring a mighty deliverance. Many people will be saved and put a hedge of protection, wall of fire from Zechariah 2 and 5 around every member of this team for their protection and large warrior angels with flaming swords of fire in the mighty name of Jesus. Also, God, we ask that you would loose civil war right now into the midst of the demons. Let the demons begin to turn on one another to attack the strong men. Let the strong men attack the demons. Satan divided against Satan can't stand. So God, loose civil Mm -hmm. war into the kingdom right now and we loose the judgments of God right now, fire of God, down on every wicked spirit operating in that territory. We bind those familiar spirits operating in the shamans, forbid them to be able to communicate with their host in the mighty name of Jesus. God, have Mm -hmm. your way in Jesus' name. Amen.
Yes, and um, Pastor Juan and his wife and two children, Lord, we just ask for your hedge of protection around them, especially while Pastor Juan is out battling to the earliest hours of the morning, Lord. We we just come against any wickedness, any type of traps that may be... um, in place to trap him and seduce him, anything like that. In the name of Jesus, we bind those spirits. We we just pray for protection over Pastor Juan, and we ask that you would give him rest, Lord. Give him rest. You give your beloved rest. Uh, send the laborers to labor with him, Lord, to help him, to help him fight this battle and to to bring deliverance through your name. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Hank, uh, before we close tonight, uh, I want to get your contact info in a minute and tell, I want you to tell people how they support your ministry. Before we do that, the Lord reminded me of a verse that a brother in the Lord shared with me many years ago, and I, uh, I now understand it more and more. It's Numbers 33. Mm. Let me preface reading it by saying what you're doing is absolutely necessary. God is calling people to prayer walk this planet and take back the land. It's a commandment. Here we go. Numbers 33 says, And Jehovah spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho and said, Speak unto the children of Israel and say to them, When you are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you and destroy all their pictures and destroy all their molten images and quite pluck down all their high places. And you shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it. But let me jump down a couple of verses. Mm-hmm. But it says, But if you will not drive out the inhabitants of the land mm-hmm. before you, then it shall come to pass that those which you let remain of them shall be pricks in your eyes and thornings mm-hmm. in your side and shall vex you and the land wherein you dwell, yes. more which shall come to pass that I shall do unto you as I thought to do unto them. Mm. And the reason I'm highlighting this is there's a spiritual application for this for us today. Yes. God is calling the church to do what you're doing, to go down and tear down these high places and to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Those are the inhabitants in, in the house of God out there that have afflicted people. And God gave us the authority to cast them out. Deliverance is the children's bread. Now, Mm. you can cast a demon out of anybody. But who's more apt to be able to hold that ground? It's going to be someone who makes a decision for Jesus. So, if if not, we'll have no protection. Those demons will come back sevenfold. So, every child of God needs deliverance. And everybody in the planet needs deliverance. And when you cast those demons out, then tell me, if you want to hold this ground, uh, you need the Lord Jesus tonight. Let me lead you to him. But here's the deal. If we don't take back the land and pull down these strongholds, we don't kick the devils out. Then they're going to vex us. They're going to be thorns in our side. You know, Paul had a thorn in the flesh. Okay? They're going to be pricks in our eyes. We got the whole body of Christ under an assault tonight. And if there was ever a time for the full gospel with the first sign that falls in that believe in my name they shall cast out devils it's now and if ever Amen. we needed to begin to tear down altars it's now or things aren't going to change God wants something to change in Guatemala that's why he has y'all going down there and look at the victories y'all have already had yes. the greater ones are to come <laughs> I'm excited to hear more from your journey into Guatemala and then I'm just going to throw this out there 
right next door to you is an area called Honduras and in the jungle mm-hmm. they have recently in the past 10 years found miles and miles of um, unexplored pyramids and altars mm. they call it the city of the monkey god mm. and they got about 10 feet in there and they had to turn back now they weren't going under the power of the Lord these were just yes. some archaeologists that went in there and um, they encountered viper snakes and these mosquitoes that cause your face <laughs> to fall off it's flesh eating mosquitoes now, that's pretty horrific but <laughs> that whole area has been cursed over there uninhabitable yes. And somebody needs to prayer walk the city of the monkey god. Just saying. Mm. Brother Hank, um, <laughs> pray about coming back on this program and break down for us in some programs the steps, the mechanics of how do we prayer walk when God identifies it. What do we actually yeah. need to do, step one, two, three, if you will, to then um, break the curses, you know, re- restore the land, um, we need we need some training here. You know, Amen. nobody's talking about this stuff. I mean, no. this is until I heard about your father, and then have met you. We didn't have any people talking about this or doing this. I mean, what you are doing is like Indiana Jones. This is uh, yeah. amazing. And where are we going to go to get the training if if y'all don't train us up? So I just want to encourage you to do some training and teach us, you know, um, how to prayer walk on some future broadcast if God allows you to do it. Amen. Absolutely. I would love to. And um, I was, I'll leave this note. I was sharing a few of the testimonies from Guatemala with a friend of mine. And uh, and he hadn't heard any of the podcasts. And he, he says this, he makes this comment. Wow, man. I, w- w- seeing those pictures on Facebook and everything, it, and you in the cave and everything, I thought it was like you were Indiana Jones. <laughs> he said the exact same thing. Well, this is you said about exciting. <laughs> I mean, this is like, exciting. Oh, that is fun. And, you know, and, and it, it's exciting. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 you know, fun. Can it be fun? Yes. You know, some people would say, oh, how dare you say, you know, it's fun. Of course <laughs> but it is. It's, it's um, so amazing to be a part of it. My dad would say, if he was getting too comfortable in his faith, he would ask God to set him up. And that meant put him in a situation that he could not humanly get out of by himself, but only Jesus could deliver him. And if you're sitting there today and your faith is so bland and boring, start asking God to set you up. Listen, God wants us to have fun on the job. And you know what? Um, What you're talking about is a great testimony to the power of God. Um, we can be bold as a lion when we know the Lord Jesus is with us and we boast in the Lord. These are exploits. Amen. That's exploit yes. it is. Exploits. In my last day in the last days my people should do exploits. Brother, mm. you're experiencing it now and even greater exploits oh, to come. Really? How can a person contact you, Brother Hank, and also support this work? Yeah, so look up that Henry Groover Facebook page because you can see the video of um walking and praying El Captain and you can hear just I'm so out of breath the the heaviness and and the declarations that we prayed and and um you know when you're in these places it's amazing that the holy spirit will just speak what needs to be spoken and, and this warlock confirmed it it's just wow god you you have all the details and control and and so look at 
Facebook, Henry Groover. Um, you can scroll back to January and you can see all the areas we walked and pray. It's a really cool time frame, timeline. Um, I've got a lot of videos and pictures posted there with all the testimonies. Um, you can go to henrygroover.com and um, if the Lord's you know, leading you to give, praise God. Uh, there's a PayPal there. There's also the address that you can give. And um, it's really been amazing that the Latino communities have have just been blessing the ministry and giving financially. It, we we've seen more like donations from Latinos in the last couple months than I think my parents saw in most of their ministry. It was just like a, a, a people group that they didn't. Um, weren't called to, and now God's calling us there, and it's God is so good, it's so exciting. So, yes, folks, get over to the website. Is it um, henrygroover.com? What is the website address? Yeah, henrygroover.com or org. And uh, folks, you'll be and blessed. Then, and so, also, yes. Share this program with everybody you can to get the word out about this awesome ministry of prayer walking and deliverance going on. And um, Brother Hank, look at your schedule. Get me some dates and do a series with us. Do some more teaching and training. Amen. I would love that. uh, Praise God. Anytime you got an update, you want to speak, the microphone is yours. We're looking forward to it, and I owe you some audios. I'll work on that this weekend. Yes, I listened to the one you sent me three hours long of the last, I think it was the last um, interview with my dad you had. And it is, oh, brother, it's beautiful. It was oh, just bringing tears to my eyes. And occasionally I'll, I'll be thinking, Lord, why why couldn't I have labored with my parents like this together? And um, the Holy Spirit's just saying, you know, I'm raising up. A new generation, Amen. That's that's Everything good enough for me. Learned. It's it's sad not having my parents, um, but what God is doing and 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 learning that mantle is wow. The mantle is so amazing and so humbling, and just to walk in it has been just in awe of God, in awe of His power and love. So praise the Lord, my brother. We love and appreciate you. Folks, Hank Groover in the house tonight. We'll see you again soon, my friend. Thank you. Praise God. God bless you. God bless you, brother. Folks, stand by. Coming up next, we got Brian Melvin. I'm dialing now. And uh, wow. 